I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normal services resuming here in the round eight SC report teams this Tuesday pod. It's JT and Lakey here. Lakey, how are you, mate? Kicking goals, mate. Doing real well. How are you doing? Kicking goals. Yeah, oh, mate. Riding on a high. Three in a row. Can you believe it? I really cannot. I absolutely cannot. Can you also not believe that I was late for this podcast because I was actually exercising? <laughs> I don't know what's more unlikely, honestly. <laughs> I mate, it's a, a season first. It's still probably the cows, let's be honest. <laughs> three in a row up against the Warriors this week in uh, in Gosford or wherever it is like could be four won't be four we'll go on a losing streak from here but let me ride it out while I can uh yeehaw uh off in the sunset actually it's looking like uh we're, we're not far away from magic round right we're what is it nearly oh, May middle of May that we've yes. got to go there so it's round 10 and we're heading into round eight now so it's only a couple more weeks it's crazy we have got uh the roosters that week as well so I thought Originally looking at that, I was like, Jesus, I'm going to just go to the bathroom for the duration of that game there and come out a few beers deep. But uh, Cowboys and Roosters not looking the the bloodbath that it once was. I'm sure it will be, though. But, you know, I'm going to cop it one way or another. But, geez, it's uh, looking like a bit more of a a bit of matchup than I thought so. But, I mean, I'm only talking about the Cowboys because I wasn't here for the Sunday Wrap podcast, mate. How about your Knights? How are they going? Uh, they're going. We played actually a really good game of footy on Thursday, but it was against the Panthers, so there wasn't much hope there. But um, I really liked what I saw from them, so it's given me a bit of hope coming into this week. Hopefully, we can start building on that Ponga as was... the guys get back in. Yeah, Ponga was quiet. Um had a 58. It was the highest score by a fullback on the Panthers thus far this year. So there were some positives, mm. but... Um, a 58. A 58, yeah. They say they've been keeping guys to nothing, but in saying that, they've been playing guys like Corey Allen and and um, and those sorts of things. So it's it's not been some huge names that have played against them. But, um, they're just a different team this year. I think it's a remarkable season, isn't it? They've got 40-something points against them, I think, you know, over seven games, which is, is quite incredible. But anyhow, we've uh, we've definitely sidetracked long enough. I think it's because we don't want to talk about our Supercoach sides. Oh, they're right. They are, yeah. <laughs> they're going about as well as uh, the Brisbane Broncos of the NRL world. We'll get into that later. Of course, we'll get into the casualty ward, injuries and suspension news, and a fair few um, pressing ones for Supercoach. And one uh, bit of breaking news that we've got there for one of the Warriors cheapies on the bubble this week. Some good news, finally, for Supercoaches. Maybe it's bad news. Depends on how you want to look at it. And then, of course, we'll go the, the game by game on this Tuesday pod. But before we start, if you subscribe and leave us a review. And just on the reviews, like have you ever looked at our Apple, uh, iTunes, whatever it is, reviews for the SC Report podcast? Honestly, mate, I'm a sensitive soul i'm not sure i could bear it so i haven't had that look do be, <laughs> do be kind tell me how we go it's uh basically it 
It's all about our uh, volume. Remember those volume issues uh, we used yeah. to have about a year, year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, you, Benny G, all the people, all the people we had on, and it was tapping on the desks. There's all this stuff. People hated the audio, but surely we've cleaned that up now. We've got our act together. We're a professional podcast. So, anyone out there who's willing to leave us a kind review, uh, the funnier, the better. Obviously, the more constructive the criticism, the better as well. Anyone who's willing to do that, uh, you'll go in the running to feature on the JT Weekend Roundup Pod. What a prize. What a prize. It'd almost be worth not leaving one. But no, give us the three. It's like, throw us some stick, throw some mud, see what sticks at us. And um, yeah, we're happy to accept anything. Give it your best. We were. We are. <laughs> we're very easy. We're very easy people. Uh, mate, quickly on our own Supercoach sides, as we said, a bit of a rough week. Uh, particularly for me, I didn't have Fafita, didn't have, you know, all the sob story, whatever. 11.47, I've slid down to 17.5k. Uh, not great, but anyway. I've been there before. Yeah, mate. It only takes one good week. You'll bounce back. Um, I had How a, about you? I had a 12.20, which um, actually saw me drop almost 900 places in the rankings. Which it's the second time this year I've scored a 1,200 and dropped significantly. Um, so it's it's been that sort of year. It's huge scores going on. Everyone's jumping on the popular guys, obviously scoring big points. But um, I had a funny weekend. I was absolutely cheering. I was in, on um, – on Fafita as captain on Friday night and laughing, laughing. My, so I heard. Yeah, <laughs> you might have heard that echoing through the stratosphere. But he ended up scoring a quarter of my points on his own. The rest of my te- – what's our what's our rating on this pod? Can I swear? The rest of my team completely shit the bed and uh, mm-hmm. I did absolutely nothing for the rest of the weekend. So started high, fell low, but as I say, it's, uh, it could be worse. It could be you. You could be me, yeah. That's horrible. I mean, I'm in Wilfred territory for the last six or seven years, and that guy's up the the top. He's doing pretty well for himself. But anyway, tomorrow's plot is all going to be about, I reckon, a very crucial part of this year, and that's the buyers. So last year we had a bit of a, a lucky run with COVID and everything like that. We got trades out the wazoo, but this year you've got to be a little more careful. And I think the only way a player like me in the position I'm in is going to fight back is through those buyers and attacking uh, that there where other people may have uh, not so many full sides. I think we've got to go hard. Anyone else in the the five-figure brigade, uh, ride it through with me. We'll get through the buyers and hopefully on the up there. But that's tomorrow's pod. Uh, This is tonight and we'll go through the injuries and suspensions. Injuries, mate. Uh, not as big a list, but there's a couple of crucial names on here, most notably, and a, a player who has been named, but James Tedesco has got to be under a huge injury cloud here. Nasty concussion over the weekend, his third in about 10 months. So he's touch and go to make uh, the round this week. Have you heard anything on, on what he needs to do to pass? Yeah, it's a, it's he's in the protocols, um, so he's got to go through and jump all those hurdles. But it's only six days from last game to the ninth game this weekend. So he's really going to be pushing it to make the side. They've named him, obviously, uh, hoping he does make it through. But I'm sceptical. I think he'll miss. Um, and that's not just the Knights fan in me hoping for it. But I think he'll miss. He's going to be really... Really lucky, and and can, anybody who watched the game, like he's lucky to still have his head on his shoulders the way he got hit. Um, so it's, very nice. Yeah, it was disgusting. But um, so yeah, I, it, there's every chance he misses in my book. I'd I'd be planning for that if that's uh, if you're an owner. And Pappenhausen, another star fullback there, he hasn't been named this week. And I read in the first uh, teams list that was dropped on NRL.com, they said 
at least two weeks away. I don't know whether that was a typo or, or what the go is there, but he was sort of uh, one to three weeks when it initially happened. Is this sort of leaning towards a, a longer turnaround for him than we first thought? It sounds like it. Um, the the thought was he was uh, the the initial assessment was he was going to be missing the week, so everyone sort of went, "Oh, I'll hold." Um, yep. Physio came out shortly after that and said that these sort of AC joints generally look around three weeks, three to six, I think he said. Um, and with that news, I went, I've got to get rid of him. There's every chance he's going to be missing a couple more. And uh, yeah, as you said, the team list dropped today and they said they're expecting him to miss at least two more weeks, which push him into three weeks on the Pine Territory. And he's $900,000. That, that's a lot of money to be sitting on your mm. Pine for almost a month of footy. Yeah, mate. Spend it on for feeder. I should have done that last week. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Matty Moylan, yet another star fullback on the pine here. Um, he's on the extended reserves. If anyone still got him around, it looks like hamstring tightness or quad strains. Quad strains, yeah. I think it was more a strategic move. He um, conveniently dropped out the week that SJ was returning and got him back in the in the halves. So, um, yeah, it might be an uphill battle for you. Any Matty can't drop, uh, can't drop mighty Chad Townsend, that's for sure, future Cowboys Premiership winner. Uh, for the Storm, they've got a couple of other issues here. George Jennings, he's uh, doubtful with a concussion. Uh, five-day turnaround for him. It pushes Remus Smith to the wing. So I guess Remus is the more Supercoach relevant one there. So, I mean, the Storm just absolutely shit Supercoach points at the best of times and the worst. So uh, probably not the you know, horrible news that any Smith owners would have, would have uh, looked at there. But I think... Uh, even on the wing, the, the Storm should do pretty handily. Um, Tavita Totola, Matt Dury and Chris Smith, a couple of dogs there and a bunny. They're fighting pro- concussion protocols, so they're questionable as you've got down here. And a couple of other sort of not so super coach relevant ones here. Jordan McLean, he's a doubtful with a hamstring strain. Very interesting. They came out after the game and said he's uh, picked up a hamstring issue and he def- he didn't play the back of the that game there, the Mighty Cowboys getting the win. So probably good news for Taumalolo and the like, getting a few more points out of there. But um, Jordan McLean's still named. Will Smith, broken thumb, he's out. Alex Glenn, calf tear, he's out for weeks for the Broncos. They can't take a trick. Paddy Herbert, he's got a calf strain. He's out for four weeks. Thankfully, Anthony Don returns for the Titans because it was looking like uh, my boy, I don't know if he's yours as well, Tyron Peachy getting pushed to centers. Thankfully, that has not happened. And Sam Lasano, he's torn his peck and out at least six weeks. So another Titan going down and mate we've got some breaking news from the judiciary someone's been let free huge news absolutely huge news everyone was thinking it um when josh curran went into the judiciary he was going to get let free but we know the mrp have a bit of a history um so but yeah josh curran got um common sense prevailed curran is Mm. free to play so he's going to become an auto trade-in um and yeah, so everybody's got to jump on. It's it's huge news. Yeah, it's a sort of a bit of a headache we didn't really want. Like if you had got him out for a week or two, it would have saved us a bit of time, allowed us to move some other things around. But anyway, he now looms as a pretty much a must trade, as you said. So uh, the judiciary doing their thing. I'm glad he's gotten off for the NRL's sake. So I didn't want to see a sort of head clash like that was, get punished. So good to see he's named and will play. Talakai for the Sharks, he's taken a four-game early guilty plea for a nasty shoulder charge on Matt Dury. Mitch Dunn, one game for a crusher tackle. Michele Ravalawa, he's out for two games with a shoulder charge. Pretty, he leaded it, led in with his head. Did you see that? Yeah, he went in like a missile and floored Josh Morris. It was a beauty <laughs> shot. They're not treating him with kid gloves despite his uh, very advanced age, ironically. But, uh, yeah, poor old Josh Morris didn't see that one coming. Jordan Pereira, another dragon. He's out for three games with a careless high tackle on Tedesco. Well, that definitely didn't help. Uh, I think 
Supercoaches would have loved to see Pereira gone for the whole season. That was how bad that was, particularly for captainers. Dave Clemmer, Terrell Fuimaona, and Fodawaka cop some fines, so not so many uh, weekend beers for them this uh, coming weekend. All right, mate, let's get into the the game-by-game game and the team lists that were dropped earlier today. Raiders and the Rabbitohs at GIO Stadium. The poor Raiders, they're in a bit of a hole here, and uh, from what I can hear, a fair bit going on behind the scenes, a bit of discontent in amongst the, the Raiders pack here. Jared Croker, he's sidelined with a shoulder injury, so I'm not sure whether that's legitimate or not, but he was pretty ordinary last week. <laughs> Fallen gun, right? Jeez, yeah. how... how- Far away is Croker. I don't even know if we can say he's a gun anymore. He's just absolutely falling no. on his face. Um, if it wasn't for his kicking, he'd be absolutely completely relevant if he's not already. But um, mm. it's time to just move him on. If if you're even interested at all, just forget about it. He's not worth it anymore. Sebastian Chris shifts over to the centres, who and he's been really good this year, not sort of putting up super coach points, but playing really well in the NRL and, and Bailey Simonson returns. So it's a new Simo. combination there. Um, Simonson will be outside of Scott, if I'm uh, not mistaken, with Sebastian Chris inside of um, Jordan Rapana. You're rarely mistaken, mate. I'll back you there. Tarpane coming back to the bench. I mean, he's going to bleed some cash, but it was a guy I was sort of targeting at the start of the year and then uh, just nothing really went right for him. But 399K on the bench, he's going to leak some cash. You'd imagine, is he a guy to look for in the run home? He is if he gets his starting spot back, but they've got a huge forward pack. You just don't know who's going to be lining up where at any given week. And Ryan Sutton's playing some really good footy. At the moment, um, Hudson Young, the same. So it's going to be hard to, to earn that starting spot back. But the other one, the reason he's back in is Josh Papali'i is, has been rested. Um, basically, told mm. he needs to get back to being himself and given the week to think about it. So that's a shocking one to me. AKA just flat out dropped. Yes. Uh, you wouldn't read about it at no, the start of the year, Papali. But if nothing else, it's going to fire him up leading into the Origin campaign. So great work, Ricky. Love it. Fantastic. And the opponents, the Bunnies, in a bit less of a hole uh, there on the the rise. Wayne Bennett's named the same 17. Wouldn't have uh, expected anything else from him. They came back against the, the Titans. Importantly, Cody Walker at fullback. I think uh, it's, it's a handy position for him. Injects himself into the, the game at the you know the best of times at 5.8, but particularly running from the back opens him up for a lot more points. So as an owner, pretty happy about that. And how about Benji Big bad Benji Marshall. He's What's going it. on there? He's still got it, doesn't he? So there was a rumor, rumors out that the West Tigers are looking to get him on a five-year, three $3 million contract. <laughs> oh, the poor Tigers. They just can't <laughs> take a trick. Uh, the only other uh, interesting point there is Braden Burns returning via the New South Wales Cup. So always a guy that's bandied about in the Supercoach realm, but uh, yet to really kick on. Hopefully he stays injury-free. But um, the Bunnies doing pretty well. Kalal Matangi still named in the second row. He had a wow of a game with Benji Marshall feeding him ball all uh, Friday night. So he's a 350-odd K um, cheapy sort of player, but you know he hasn't shown. It's almost like a curse that second row bunny spot. Jaden Sewell, you think back to him, um, like he just got, I think, 0.5 points per minute. Kaloma Tungi's recorded virtually the same uh, outside of last week. So, I mean, yeah, it's a nice price to see him as, and he's a guy that'll play round 13. But Kaloma Tungi, you see much value in him? Not really. Um, he's going to be just a couple-week cash grab if you're going to get him. As you said, his top score for the year before that was 42. Um, then he had three games in the 30s before breaking out for that 114. So there's, there's- – You know – 
Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, if you're going to get him, he's not. don't be expecting tons every week. You'll be looking at sub-50s, but um, a bit of cash in pocket. How many scores do you reckon between 60 and 100 Damien Cook has scored this year? I know he's not been going real well this year. He's either been smashing big tons or, or not doing much at all. So um, at a top-of-the-head guess, I'd say two. Zero. Zero scores Zero. between 60 and 100, mate, because he scored two tons and everything below that is below 56. Wow. What a year. Wow, I would not have seen that come. He was in my team leading up to round one and it was only for saving money that I dropped him. So, I mean, yeah, another falling gun as we spoke about with Croker, but that's shocking to me. It is. I mean, looking at his hit-ups, like even last week he had seven, although thereabouts he had four the week before, um, four the week before that. Like, it's, he's, he's still running. Some games he goes, or last year he wasn't running at all, but this year he's still there, but he's just not finding uh, a points outside of those couple of games. Manly and the Dogs, two easy beats at the comp. But, I mean, even against the Broncos and Tigers, he's, he's had pretty down weeks as well. So, I don't know. It's a... a Struggling to get a read on him. I reckon like the Rabbitohs, he'll uh, fire in the back end of the year. But, geez, I just wouldn't be going anywhere near him with that that form line. It's not not looking good. Anything else for this game here, mate? Um, no. No, not for me. Um, only you spoke about the um, the Cody Walker being at fullback and how it's good for him. The Raiders are allowing big points to fullbacks all year, over 70 per game, and your boy just toasted him last mm. week for a 97. So that's um, really got my eyes lit up for this weekend. Storm and the Sharks at Amy Park. For the Storm, as we mentioned, George Jennings is out of the side and his take- place is taken in the uh, centres by Tom Eisenhuth, the ever-reliable uh, former AE nightmare Tom Eisenhuth. He finds himself in the centres. And as we said, Remus Smith pushes out to the wing. Uh, Riley Jackson, Chris Lewis on the bench. Naz being rested, showed some concussion symptoms post the match. And, of course, as we mentioned, Pappenhausen still a couple of weeks away, we would think. For the Sharks, they're in a bit of a hole as well. A couple of changes to them in the side that uh, went down to the Dogs. Geez, you wouldn't want to be the first side to crack their duck. But Wade Graham and Aiden Tolman, they're both back on deck. They need all the support they can get. And Will Chambers... Well, yeah. he's uh, named to play his first game in the centres. Uh, what do you reckon about that one, He's mate? taking a rest from the Twittersphere diagnosing uh, injuries to get a run in the Sharks' side this weekend. Um, I don't know what to make of it. He was sort of there or thereabouts in the Storm side, which is obviously a much different side than, than the Sharks, but um, he'll be an interesting watch over the next couple of weeks to see how quickly he gels. Hmm. Teague Wilton, back to the bench. Cheapy didn't last too long, but uh, might have one or two price rises left in him if you do have him. And as we said, Matty Moylan, he's in the uh, reserves with SJ and Chad Townsend still to go. Actually, uh, did you watch this game here? I thought SJ was pretty good. Um, didn't lend itself to points because Herodi kept dropping the ball and they just couldn't find the line, but right. he ran a few times. He looked right. dangerous. They bombed something like six or seven tries this game. Um, convert a couple of those. SJ likely has a couple of lines breaks and try assists to his name so yeah i thought he did okay he looked like he was running well and he stepped a few times off that leg which is all positive signs for his confidence and whatnot so a couple more weeks he'll be a very very popular post round 13 trade-in yeah, I'm looking forward to owning him. I do like watching uh, the Sharks when he's running around. I think he's definitely an X factor and available at halfback. Hopefully, a few more quiet games will push that price downwards. 
What a Queensland derby we've got on Friday night. Broncos and Titans at Suncorp Stadium. Well, I think everyone's going to look forward to the battle between TPJ, Haas and Fafido, basically every single Bronco who was there last year. How do you see that one ending? Mate, it was the round two these guys matched up and TPJ ended up trying to decapitate Fafida towards mm. the end of the game. So it looks like they'll be... And they're lining up on each other this weekend, I think. TPJ um, out on the right to Fafida's left, if... If I'm not mistaken, again, you're never mistaken, I'm, mate. Again, I always tell you. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think of it in my head at the moment. But yeah, so they'll be lined directly across each other, which will be really fun to watch. Um, just again, hopefully, he doesn't kill for feeder before he he bags me another ton. You know what I have not heard a lot out of is Wilfred talking about Anthony Milford, uh, who finds himself back into the side. I thought this would uh, surely he's going to find his way back I into just, Wilfred. Yeah, side. I don't think Wilf watches a lot of the reserves grade stuff. Right? He may not know how he's going. I reckon uh, I've heard Anthony Milford tore the Mackay Cutters to shreds over the weekend. So maybe a, you know, a confidence boost for the big Milf. And he's in a contract year, 363K. He's going to play round 13 unless Queensland has a massive injury crisis. So, geez, let's, let's no, start talking about it. him. Hey? Do not do it. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> don't be that guy. I'm 18K. What can help? Nothing else could go wrong. Uh, Brody Croft and Tom Deard and Future Cowboy find themselves out on this one, um, you got Tyson Gamble, I think 183K, lasted maybe a minute or two in, I think, his uh, game last year. So hopefully for him, gets a bit of a run, a bit of a chance in the side there. Available at halfback and 5 eighth. So depending on how he goes, I don't expect much given the poor uh, plight of the Broncos, but could be one to watch for that round 13 bye week. Have you seen much of this kid? No, I don't know much about him at all, except that he's... Um... Now going to be, let's say he's going to be defending next to TPJ, trying to stop Fafita from turning him into another speed bump. So good luck to him. He's played two games last year for an average score of five. Yeah. So I think that was injury affected. But yeah, 186K cheapy duel. So ticking some boxes, but not on the right side, I would imagine. Nothing else really doing uh, for the Bronx. Dave Mead has dropped. Jesse Arthur's back. Uh, Alex Glenn has said he's gone. So Jordan Rickey finds himself in the side again, starting side. So it uh, was leaking cash on the bench. He's got a bit of a reprieve, but I think most have already, or oh, that ship sailed for everyone, hasn't it? Yeah, just about. And if, if not, if you were just sort of, waiting to get rid of him you've sort of fallen lucky there a little bit but um he's going to be hard to hold on to even though he does play round 13 he's he's not really putting up scores to warrant playing him and he's not making enough money to hold the titans are their, their opponents i called them the real deal the other week i think that was the absolute curse in terms of super coach because the, uh, the only real deal is david Fafita and i don't own him so that's a bit of a, a downer <laughs> anthony Tony, hey, he's back that's, that's putting a lot of disrespect on Corey thompson's name that kid has been sensational oh, geez, isn't he isn't he what a again uh the poor tigers had to copper here's all the players you've let go in the last sort of five years and Corey thompson was on that list as well strange one he went to the titans uh when he was pre- playing pretty well at fullback for the tigers I thought and uh, doing exceptionally well on the wing and he seems to rack up scores without actually scoring tries the I tackle think- break stat is his best friend he's always he cannot be pulled down by one or two blokes every run so it's just he's he's getting points just by catching the ball most times He's made 180 grand this year. What a what an unreal season he's and a, having. And a low break uh, even, he's going to make a lot more. 
Yeah, geez, it's uh, yeah, quite the year for him and his 6,000 owners, a bit more than I'd expected there. Um, Philip Sammy shifts into the centres. Patrick Herbert obviously out with that calf injury. SASAs, I think he hasn't had a really good run this year, uh, despite being a new signing from your boys. Sam Lasano, he's gone for six weeks with a pec injury, so might get a bit of an extended run. And, of course, Tino Fasua Malawi is still uh, a week away. If you've still got him in your side, he won't cost you anything, but he will next week with a break-even of about... 110? Yeah, he's yeah. well over. So it, if you're like me, you sort of got him floating on the bench. I'm so, I've just been waiting for the opportunity to trade him, but other fires keep coming up. So I'm hoping to get rid of him next week before he comes back. In a preview for tomorrow's pod, is anyone who owns Fafida and uh, as a smart super coach, you would. Anyone who owns him, are they not captaining him? Uh only if you want to vice-captain him, considering he plays on the Friday night, but uh, that would be the only reason not to, I'd say. Anything else on this game, mate? No. Penrith and Manly going out to Bathurst on Saturday afternoon. For the Panthers, they get a bit of a boost here. Don't they need it? Uh, seven in a row. Appy Coruscant plays his first game since round one, uh, where he, I think, got about 45 minutes before he copped that wrist injury against the boys. Uh, Mitch Kenny goes back to the reserves. Eddie Blacker is at least a couple or at least a week away from making his debut while Paul Momorowski's suspension ends in round 10. So still a while away, poor old mommy. Um, Panthers are just on the up. It's a pretty incredible run that they're having despite the uh, the grand final loss. So for them, it's just more of the same. For Manly, uh, who'd have thought? Three in a row for them as well. We talked about the Cowboys being a surprise packet, but how about Manly? And uh, a lot of it's down to one name, and that is... So who are you going to go with, DCE? Is it him? Oh, well, that was, I should have thrown to you for, for your boy. Uh, we had a nickname for him. <laughs> <laughs> should have set that one up so much better. Oh. I won't steal the name. Who have we got? Oh, I've, I've drawn a blank now. <laughs> guacamole. Oh, guacamole. That's him. You throw him. Yes, Kamali Olakaatu, I believe is actually pronounced, but the guacamole. He's um, the guac. Another one on the bubble this week. Um, What's he priced at? His basement, I believe. Or- he's about two fifty. No, oh, he's a bit higher than that. Higher he, he had a that. couple of games last season. But yeah, so no, he, he, we obviously joke. It's Tom Travoyevich has been freaking remarkable since he's come back, and he hasn't played a full game yet. He he played seventy two minutes in uh, week one and sixty three this past weekend because the games are just out of reach by then. Um, this manly side, who everyone's salivating at getting to play week in, week out. They have won their last two games by a score of seventy to 76 to 6. Hmm. Just unreal. Uh, Titans are a good op- good opponent as well. Uh, they obviously tore them to shreds against the Tigers. You expected that on the edge. You've got uh, the likes of Cheekham out there defending. Tommy Turbo just went straight through them. Only played just about an hour, I think, before Dez took him off. So he comes up against, obviously, his biggest test of his short season so far. How do you see this one going? Obviously, the uh, Panthers have been in pretty unreal defensive form so far to start this year. So is, is Tommy Turbo like... I don't know. We, we've got a couple of tons out of him, but what do you see realistically from him? Um, I'd be looking this week at more of a 60-odd game. Um, temper expectations. He's not going to get a ton this week, I wouldn't think. As I said earlier, the the Panthers held Ponga to 58 on the weekend, and that was the top score that they've allowed this this whole year. There was only one other, one other game. It was Nico Hines back in round three where they've broken the 50. So they've just been absolutely keeping everyone super quiet this year. And um, 
I think they will they, – they, Manly's not going to win this by 30 points, let's put it that way. So Tommy's going to have a, a tougher afternoon. And cheapy of the year, just about Josh Schuster. Uh, you don't own him, I so don't. it's a bit of a sore point. It's killing but, me. He's uh, my Fafita. I, I like how he's got a bit of attitude about him. Like the way he, he sort of took it to the Tigers last week and had a bit of arrogance about him at the back end there, gave away a few penalties in a row and just kicked the ball away uh, to waste some time. Like I, I sort of see him as warming into the first grade role and the, the link up with Tommy Turbo is uh, is uh, definitely going to leave some points there for, for Manly. But I think this week, uh, if you've got him, are you sticking the reserve on him automatically given the tough opponent? Yeah, probably. He's earned that right. His last three games have been 64, 93, and 74, you know, three-round average of 77 points. And they have been winning big, but um, like even the 64 against New Zealand was a golden point win. Um, he had a 90 back in, what was it, round two or three against the Dragons? Round yeah. Uh, round three. Yeah. yeah, so he's more than capable of putting up a big score and his floor is sort of mid 40s which i think you're laughing at, at as a 5 8 and you know most everybody who not named semisonic got him at 200k so um yeah, yeah. why not I, I mean i've got i'm playing worse guys as my number 17 that's for sure couple of day games last two weeks for him as well. This one's another one. So uh, they've been going well for him. Hopefully a dry track as well. Adam Bathurst and plenty of points for this one. Bulldogs and the Eels, another interesting matchup here. The Dogs on a high with a couple of, well, one win against the, the Cronulla Sharks. One win on the trot. That's better than half the competition. That's it, hey, and where one win uh, turns into three or four quite quickly in this comp. A uh, couple of issues with them for concussion, Dura and Smith, as we mentioned, they've got to pass some protocols. DWZ hospitalised uh, last, no, the evening of the game last week, and Brandon Wakem both named in the reserves, Lock and Lewis uh, with a head knock, and Jackson Topany, another cheapy, sitting out for another week. Um, so not much to love. Um, you did, or well, we both had an eye on Luke Thompson last week. Obviously, his third game, so copped a little bit of a price rise. I thought he was pretty good. He um, played around an hour. Uh, got through plenty of work out there. Not quite as um, good in the attacking sense that I think he was on his first game, but um, getting through plenty of work out there, which you want to see from that sort of player. Yeah, and as I sort of expected from Thompson, he's going to be playing at about 60 to 65 um, minutes and scoring at a point per minute. So, um, and, and that's what he had. He had a 65 point game. So it's um, about what you expect from him. Um, if you didn't get him last week, don't get him this week. The other guy I, I thought was really impressive on the weekend was Corey Waddell. We, we steered everybody away from him thinking he'd get replaced mm. in the starting side, which did happen um, in round two, but he's since been named there every week and, and got named at lock this weekend and had 67 points. So it was a big game for him. I thought he was really good. He did. He got his first attacking stat of assist of the year. I mean, his 67 top score. So, no, good signs for Waddell. I mean, he was a bit of a super coach favorite when he was a cheapie bursting onto the scene. So I would like to see him kick on. Would be a nice name. Their opponents, the Eels, they had a bit of a training run last Friday in Darwin. Whether the weather up there sapped uh, the energy out of them remains to be seen. I think Fergo was vomiting on the sidelines pre-game. Nice. Uh, so obviously, obviously not a uh, ideal conditions to play rugby league. But they're back. Uh, got a eight-day turnaround here. So Ryan Madison finally. Well, he's he's been named previously, but always fallen out but they've eased him back in uh, through new south wales cup last week where he starred and now he's back in the reserves 
uh, on the bench, I should say, and Papali has kept his effing spot. Can you believe how uh, good this guy is? No, I cannot. And we say it every week, he cannot keep scoring tries, and every week he does. He he bagged another one against the Broncos last week, now comes up against the Dogs, so he's every chance of grabbing another. But um, I just be keeping a very close watch on the pregame um team list to see if there's any funny buggers being played here with Madison or, or even Sean Lane or something like that. As we spoke about last week, Papali'i said himself he prefers playing in the middle rotation. He got moved there when um, Cartwright came on last week. So, Cardi Party, Party, who just – that's another name we need to talk about, just destroyed Brisbane. But, um, yeah, Papali'i went straight into the middle and played out the majority of his game in there with Cardi on the, on the left. So – um, it'll be interesting to see what the rotation is this week with Madison back. Very interesting bench, hey? you got Maddo there. you got a brand-new cheapy in Hayes Dunster, who's been on the bubble quite uh, a while now. He's going to get his, um, hopefully, first game here for the Eels. He's on uh, on the bench, 173K centre wing. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty handy little bench when you've got a guy like Bryce Cartwright, the Cardi party, coming on throwing offloads left, right and centre. How good was he? Mate, he's got to be, if he's played all six games, seven games, he's he's in Dally M contention. <laughs> Maybe they'll take uh, Latrell's points off him and, and give him to Cardi for those uh, missed weeks opportunity cost there. 400k he is, second row forward. He's made 28 grand. Who'd have thought a guy like Bryce Cartwright with a five the week before in five minutes goes on? And in 53 minutes, gets a try, a try assist, try contribution, 17 tackles, six tackle busts, two line breaks. He would be an absolute nervous watch if you went and grabbed him this week. Does have only a 20 break even, so he should make some cash. And I say should very hesitantly, but yeah. Do you know the best thing? He had 400 owners the week before last, and I think about well, 10 of those people traded him out. Oof, that's week. brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we laugh, but good to see the Cardi party. Super coach, darling. Um, get some good points for him. Anyone else for Para or the dogs here, mate, before we move on? Well, let's say that, that Para is full of super coach options. Clinton Gutherson killed it once again. Um, Mike Acevo had a big game, but we'll talk about him a little bit more tomorrow. And um, no, I'd say the big one for me is the Ryan Madison watch. I want to see how that plays out. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
fire up here like Ignites and the Roosters. How are you going to do it? Talk me through the teams. How am I going to do it? I'm a little bit... I'm feeling a lot better about this game than I was two, three weeks ago. The, the Knights have started playing some pretty good footy and the Roosters don't look like the same side they were to start the year. So, obviously... The, James Tedesco is the big one. He's been named, but he's going to be a, a very heavy watch um, leading right up into the game. So I think he misses personally, but will remain to be seen. Um, Sam Verrills is is in the starting squad, and I thought he was really good for them when he came on last week, replacing Ben Marshke, Um and that's how they've started off this game. Um, Takiyaho has been named um, on the interchange. So he's got that rib complaint. He was a late withdrawal last week, but has been named again this week. So he's going to be another um, squeaky bum watch. But the the interesting one for the Chooks, Joseph Sawali is there on the um, reserves. So if Teddy is pulled out, um, Sawali could be a big chance of making his debut against my boys. And for us, yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah, same seventeen that played last week, but I noticed Lockie Fitzgibbons there floating around, and um, Tex Hoy again. They're um, they're in the reserves, so there could be a chance of inclusion. Um, you know, if Adam O'Ryan wants to go that way, Mitch Barnett and Connor Watson, obviously two of the more popular supercoach options. What does Lockie Fitz's return do to them? When he eventually does make it back, whether it's this week or next. So, early days, the thought was that Fitzgibbon was going to be relegated to the bench. Um, it was Watson to start in 13 and Barnett on the left, as has happened. But Fitzgibbon wasn't going to be playing a huge role. He's going to be on the bench. But I've seen a couple of questions thrown at Barry Tui lately, who has Your boy. suggested that there is a chance that Barnett might be moved back into the lock position. Fitzgibbon pushed out wide into his left spot and um, Watson pu- pushed back as the... I guess, utility or, or bench forward. So um, mm. it's a role that he played at the start of the year. I just – it might kill both Watson and Barnett if that's to eventuate. I don't mind so much Barnett from for Locke. I guess he's not going to play 80 minutes as he is now, but I like his involvement through the middle, good base stats. Um, won't get the attacking stats, though, I guess. No. Being on the edge, he's found his way Him over. and Ponga were, were just brutal, um, just a really good combination out there on the left. So I was really – liking how they were forming that and um and it worries me if he goes back in the middle he he won't be getting those those big attacking stats as you said but um yeah the the drop in minutes is a big one for me if he shares them with Watson Watson's been playing something like 60 minutes a week so mm. you know where does he play when Barnett's at 13 do they straight swap or do they share 40 per game like I just don't know how it's going to play out Hopefully, we get another week to work that one out. Warriors and the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon in Gosford here. The Warriors, that a, I don't, did you see Styles' tweet on game day with all the changes the Warriors had? It comes up as a little preview on my phone, and there was too much going on that I couldn't actually <laughs> read it. I had to go into the whole thing. So, it was, yeah, it was poor guys. They um, copped it on the pregame list, and they copped it on the field during. So. Hmm. Not a good, uh, not a good outing for the poor old Warriors. But for them, Tohu Harris, he was rested last week with a head knock. He's back. Fusatua, he's back as well after a hamstring issue um, on the wing. So if you haven't got rid of him, he could be. Well, he's against the boys, and we like giving up points every now and again. So maybe this is the week he finally kicks back into form. But he's been named in good news for him. Adam Pompey, uh, he is sidelined by injury. Oh, sorry, he's back after being sidelined by injury. And RTS 
claimed his rightful spot at fullback. Uh, back from Reese Walsh, who shifts into the 5'8 position. A lot of Ponga vibes about Walsh. What did you reckon? I really liked Reese Walsh. I really liked the way he went about it. It might be a bit of a controversial take, but did you watch the game? I did, yep. Yeah, he, he's a, he's really pretty. <laughs> so I haven't read that. I haven't said it to anyone else, but it looks like he's been caked in makeup. Yeah. Like he's got eyeshadow and like blush on. Gorgeous man. Gorgeous, absolutely. So he's another one. He's another one wearing headgear that's going straight into my man crush pile. Good for him. Mm. Uh, yeah, anyway, what I said about that, uh, the better he was uh, pretty handy at the back end he when was. the storm had sort of virtually given up. Yeah, it's unfortunate for us that he's fullback only in this game because I think he's a very likely type and um, it would have been handy to have post-round mm. 13. It certainly would. Um, who else we got? Ben Murdoch-Masilla, he moves into the lock position after being in back row last week. Jazz Tabunga back to the bench and so is Jack Murphy. Tom Arle back to the, the extended reserves. Sean O'Sullivan, he was a somewhat talked about kind of candidate a couple of weeks ago at halfback. He's been pushed to the extended bench. So, Reese Walsh has got his spot there. I think CHT is due back around round 13. So, still a while away. So, Walsh has got plenty of time to show what he can do. Yeah, and and so he's every chance of keeping it. Um, He's Mm. going to be the heir apparent to Roger Tuvasa-Shek from next year. So, why not get some experience in the young fella? And Cody Nikarima, his half's partner, he's had a bit of a rocks and diamonds season. But for whatever reason, it's the Cowboys. We give up so many fucking points to this guy. It is unreal. <laughs> Last year, tore us to shreds at this very ground. When he was at the Broncos. I was going to say, he's still got that uh, Queensland <sighs> derby mentality. He just yeah, he takes it up for you boys. It's just frustrating. So, any Nicarima owners who might have been pained by a couple of low scores lately outside of that ton a couple of weeks ago, he could be going large. You heard it here first. This Chuck the captain. Certainly the did. Absolutely. The Cowboys, we finally got some cavalry returning of our own. Jason Taumalolo. We haven't needed him. Well, to be fair, back. you said that about two or three weeks ago, and then he went and did what he could Broke to not play hand. again. Um, mm. So, we'll, yeah, hopefully he makes it through, doesn't get hit by a bus or something. But um, it'll be good to see the big fella out there again. Certainly will. Uh, I think it, it definitely the forwards have got a bit of confidence without him. Hopefully we don't get, go back to bad old ways of just letting him do everything. But I've seen it happen before, so fingers crossed that's not the case. But Jordan McLean, as we said, he's named despite copping a hamstring issue last week. So not sure what the go is there. And like obviously the, there's not a lot of love in the Supercoach world for the Cowboys, but Valentine Holmes, a name uh, that plenty passed over in the early stages of the year just given the way that we were playing and the fact he was on the wing now finds himself at fullback and just scoring huge every week and and finally looking like a proper fullback what do you reckon Uh, i'm a big fan um he was in my side again leading into round one but then got thrown on the wing so i I skipped him and and it looked like the right choice he played Penrith in round one for a score of 20. But since then, he's gone 61, 70, 70, 50, and then 95 and 97 in the last two weeks. And we thought, I think I was speaking to you and Nick last week, um, and you both said, no, 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 it was only against the Bulldogs, the 95. Don't don't read too much into it. He plays Canberra this week, and he tore him to shreds. He looks so good at the minute, um, and it's just a shame he's not playing well, he'll be he, he, every chance of being selected for Origin, so um, kind of rules out him as an option over that period. But um, yeah, a very, very good option if you want to get him in your center wing. Yeah, he's definitely peaking and still looking good and kicking goals. I think he's made 15 in a row. So that's that's definitely adding to a handy score uh, tally for him. So well done to any Holmes owners. And 
Ben Condon still named in the second row, getting big minutes. So he had 69 Lel last week and then 71. Yes, what the certainly hell does. is going on? You guys couldn't he, score don't a tell me he's point. Another cheapie. <laughs> don't tell me he's another cheapie you missed out on. No, no, he's not one I missed out on. I actively skipped him because I felt like he was a bit of a trap. But then, yeah, he keeps scoring tries and he's killing me. It took a little while to get that one going. But, yeah, yeehaw indeed. Cowboys on the up. <laughs> coming, coming to the end of round eight, mate. Dragons and the Tigers win stadium in Wollongong. I have no idea what to expect in this game here. But for the Dragons, Ben Hunt makes his long way to return from a broken leg. Good to see him back in the starting side. Jack Bird shifts out to the centres. Cody Ramsey to the wing. Uh, Pereira and Ravala, as we said, are out suspended. Max Fearnire, not the week we wanted to see him named uh, 200-odd K center wing playing his first game for the Dragons. Decent player, but with those guys sort of returning in three to four weeks, it sort of rules him out as an option, right? Yeah, he probably won't play so the buy-rounds. He should only get the two weeks um, with Ravalawa back after that. So I guess the positive there is he won't increase or potentially decrease in price um, before maybe getting a call up um, over the origin period if Zach Lomatz is selected, but... Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, a preview of what's to come. What did you reckon about Zach Lomax? I mean, he's he's not quite kicked on as some of the other centre wings are, but he's pretty handy. Do you reckon he's going to play Origin? Yeah, there's a lot of talk about it. His defence has really stepped up to what it was last year, which is a, a big um, selling point for the selectors and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, he's been very handy to start this year. Wasn't very good last week um, with Roosters absolutely toweling the Dragons up. But before that, he's been looking very good. So it's just a matter of where he fits with the 15 fullbacks they're trying to fit into that back line at New South Wales. So it's um, it's, hmm. it's selection headaches for sure. Yeah, he was the second highest scorer for the Dragons in Supercoach last week and also the highest scorer on the park who didn't score a try. I'm sorry. He had 25 points, did he? <laughs> no, no, no. I asked you who. Oh, who? And that would be Josh McGuire. Oh, Moose. Moose. Oh, you almost got me a heart attack. I thought, geez, what are the Dragons doing? Um, yeah, Moose is funny, isn't it? He, um, he hasn't won a game this year. No, but, um, long may it continue. <laughs> lost four with you, then transferred across and lost three with the Dragons. So that's... Um, yeah, it's- yeah he's, he's having a lot of meetings, not a lot of parties. Classic moose. But the Tigers, uh, Stefano Otokamano, he goes back to the interchange. What a, like, just a horrible game he had last week. Courtesy of Madge McGuire. Got out for 20-odd minutes, killed it, and then sat on the pine for about, I don't know, uh, 50 minutes game. after that. Yeah, what? it was awful. He was going at like 1.2, 1.3 points per minute, looking really good. Then Manly just completely, to- or oh, Turbo, turned on the afterburners. And um, yeah, he didn't get a look in after that. It would have been good to have him out there to try and, I don't know, shore up the middle a little bit. Hmm. Just uh, for whatever reason, Tamo and Otokamano were killing it uh, as much as they can, and then they go off the field for that long, and just after that, Manly steamroll them, and they're never in the game again. So I don't know what to make of it. But anyway, uh, Twile shifts from Locke to the front row. Offengawa goes back to Locke, and Luke Garner gets a recall in the back row. Not a lot of super coach stuff doing there. Joey Leilu, as we said, Broken thumb, kind of, but not really. Shrugged it off, and now he's back. Um, hopefully, we'll throw some better passes to Nofaluma, our new boy, than Cheekam did. How awful was that? Oh, mate, that was such a tough watch. Every time they sort of half made a break, Cheekam would butcher it for Nofo. If he wasn't running in past to get his own ball, he wasn't getting it at all. So, it's um, hopefully, as I said, just hopefully. Hopefully, 
Joey. Because it's either Joey or James Roberts. So Nofo's not looking like a great option at the moment. Uh, it's a kind of game, like a day game against the Dragons. I can see him tunning up. I reckon you know he's going to turn it around. He looked good in patches last week against Manly before they just got completely overrun. So yeah. hopefully they stay in the game a little bit Put longer. your money where your mouth is. Captain him? Yep. Ooh, we'll see. I can't go much worse than 18K. So clearly uh, my future VC fails and, you know, I'm desperate for points. Maybe I just will. Maybe I just will. I'm going to hold you to it. There you go. Anyway, thanks, Lakey. It's been a good teamless Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow to go through all the trade talk, a couple of questions coming in in the Twitter sphere, and also who we should be looking at for the buy rounds. Obviously, that uh, crucial time of year is rolling around thick and fast. Thanks very much, mate. Chat to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.